Shavua Tov, everybody. Good morning. Welcome back. Today is Shemot Perek Kaf Aleph, chapter 21 of the book of Shemot. And today we arrive at a completely new genre of writing for the Torah. Until now, we have had primarily narrative. We've had the stories of Bereshit and the stories of Shemot until now. But at this juncture, immediately post the giving of the Torah and of the Ten Commandments, we begin, these are the laws, the statutes, the legislation which makes up the body of the Torah. And so for a while we are going to leave the narrative, we are going to leave the story in order to listen to the Torah's laws. I once heard a fascinating way of putting it, uh, the, the shock, the surprise of Shemot chapter 21. In that, the moment after the giving of the Ten Commandments, the moment after the revelation at Har Sinai, what would we expect? We would expect things of a elevated nature, of an inspiring nature, of the perhaps the essence of God, perhaps the the role of man, the grand vision of history, and yet instead of that we are treated to uh, to a shiur on bavakama for those who understand the language of the bet midrash we are given the mundane the everyday the dark and the dirty parts of human interaction we have the laws of people fighting with one another and how to assess the damages that they owe one another when they damage each other's property we have laws concerning a person who has sunk into such debt that they need to sell themselves into slavery. We have laws of murder and of manslaughter. We have laws to do with shvarim, to do with oxen, one of uh, the sages' uh, most beloved of animals, and uh, seemingly the Torahs as well, when one ox scores another ox or gores a man as well, of a person who digs a pit and somebody else falls in it, how to assess the damages in such a situation. That is our chapter. It is the chapter which is immediately after the Ten Commandments. And there just seems to be such a dissonance, such a clash between the elevated, you know, world-inspiring moment of revelation, which is Shemot chapter 20, and the mundane everyday, depressing nature of Shemot chapter 21. But the answer to that paradox seems to lie in the very first comments of Rashi on the chapter. Famously, Rashi points out that the beginning of the chapter is not Eleha Mishpatim, these are the laws, these are the audiences, but rather the Eleha Mishpatim, and these are the laws. What is the and doing there? One does not normally start a sentence with and, says Rashi, ve'ele mosif al harishonim. This and doesn't come to make a new beginning, a start a new chapter from what has come previously. Rather, it, it continues. Lomar lecha, to sell to you, just as this was given at Harasinai, so too this was given at Harasinai. Now, that last comment I took from elsewhere, but it's the same spirit of it. This idea of the and is connecting up the laws 
of chapter 21, the mundane, the everyday, with the the divine revelation, the excitement of the previous chapter. And the message seems to be as follows, that the strength and the power and the utility of a legal system is not just for the grand vision and moment and the beautiful language. It's not just for, I am the Lord your God who took you out of the land of Egypt. It's not just for, you shall honor your parents. It's not just for, this is the Sabbath and its beauty. It's not just for, Lot you shall not murder, but rather a legal system which is to be worth its name and to truly be adopted by people is one which also has to grapple with the messy realities of human society, of the fact that there will be people who murder and there will be people who thieve. And how does the Torah as a legal system address that? And so in fact, the juxtaposition of the elevated of the of the supernal of the exciting of the revelation in chapter 20 with the day-to-day mundane of chapter 21 seems to actually be exactly the point of parshat mishpatim what's fascinating is that we don't just have i think the combination of the elevated and the beautiful with the day-to-day and the mundane but actually the day-to-day and the mundane when read carefully and closely seems to be a commentary on and contain within it the principles and the fundamental ideas of the revelation in chapter 20. And so to give a famous example, the first case mentioned in chapter 21 is that of an Eved Ivri, of a Jewish slave who has been sold into slavery, not quite slavery, but sold into uh, working for himself in order to pay off a debt. And this is to only be for six years at a maximum. And in the seventh year, he is to go free. However, there is the possibility, the Torah says, in Pasuk Hay, verse 5, If the Eved shall say, I love my master, my wife, and my child, I do not want to leave, then what is to be done? His master shall bring him to the court, they shall bring him to the door, or El Hamazuzah, or to the doorpost. And he shall pierce his ear against the doorpost, and he shall serve him forever. What is the meaning behind this strange ritual of somebody who doesn't want to end their period of servitude, and in order to carry on working forever, they are to have their ear pierced. The Torah itself doesn't elaborate, but Rashi gives us an amazing commentary in the name of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Amar Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Why is the Torah telling us to make an imprint on the ear, to pierce the ear, rather than any other limb of the body? That ear which heard at Mount Sinai, just in the previous chapter, Israel are to me my servants. They are not going to serve anybody else, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
Then this person halach v'kana adon more, but this person has acquired his own master. Tirtzah, he shall have his ear pierced. In other words, as a punishment, or at least as a sign, that man is not supposed to serve man, man is only supposed to serve God. Rashi continues, Rabbi Shimon Hayad Doresh, Rabbi Shimon would read this verse as follows, Kamin Chomel. Why is the door and the doorpost focused on rather than any other part of the house that the person's ear is, is pierced against the doorpost? God says, The door and the doorpost which were our witnesses in Egypt that I skipped over the houses, the doorposts of the Jewish people and I said, that the Jewish people are my servants, they do not serve Egypt, they are not servants to servants. And this person, has gone and found himself a human master, he shall have his ear pierced in front of the door. In other words, built into the legislation, the mundane day-to-day legislation, is the deeper and powerful theology of Shemot, which has, has preceded this, uh, this legislation in Parshat Mishpatim. In our case specifically, that we are to remember that the message of Mitziat Mitzrayim is that we are to be free people, not just free from Pharaoh, but rather throughout our lives to continue to strive to maintain that liberty. Have a wonderful day, everybody.